Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, December 6th, and this is your FT News Briefing. U.S. investors did not like the latest data out of the American services sector. PricewaterhouseCoopers is prepared to poach senior executives from its rival Ernst & Young, and Chinese battery makers are coming for Europe. Plus, have you ever dreamed about a four-day work week? Of course you have. Some places are turning that dream into a reality. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The American services sector grew last month, marking 30 straight months of growth. The Institute for Supply Management came out with its monthly report yesterday. The ISM found that its index that tracks economic activity in the services sector rose 2% from October to November. Services in this case include industries like hospitality, transportation, and construction. Investors took that news hard. The S&P 500 was down as much as 2% yesterday. Stocks have been riding high recently on the idea that inflation had peaked and that the Federal Reserve might be ready to slow the pace of interest rate increases. PwC is trying to take advantage of an uncertain time for its rival, EY. You might remember that EY is going to vote on whether to spin off its advisory operations from its audit business. It's the biggest shakeup at a big four accounting firm in decades. Now, PwC is ready to poach some of its rival's most senior executives. Here's the FT's Stephen Foley. PwC, like all of the big four firms, have been growing like crazy in the last few years. Uh, They've been adding as many new people as they possibly can to keep up with demand on the consulting side of the business and growth in audit as well. And what's happening at EY is one of the potentially biggest disruptive things in this industry right now. And because of all that uncertainty, PwC has told its partners that there's a once in a generation opportunity to peel away some of the staff and some of the partners, really quite high level partners, it hopes, from EY. Now, Stephen, is there any sense that EY employees want to leave? Well, at the moment, we're going to have to see, right? This is going to be proof of the pudding is going to be in the eating here. One of the things that drives a lot of the partners at EY crazy, uh, particularly on the consulting side, is all of the restrictions that stops them picking up clients. If uh, EY is doing an audit for these clients, they're heavily restricted from doing other kinds of services for them because of the potential conflicts of interest. EY's pitch to its partners is that split apart, there won't be quite such onerous conflicts and uh, the new consulting business will be able to pick up many, many more clients that are currently audit clients. And the audit business too will be able to go after people that previously the consultants have snaffled. So the partners, they're the ones who actually vote on whether to make this split at EY. If enough of them leave, could that sway the vote one way or another? Look, there's 13,000 partners at uh, EY globally. Uh, I don't think PwC is expecting to uh, pick up a uh, ginormous chunk of these. The leadership at PwC in the US have said they've got capacity to bring in up to 500 partners. That won't just be from EY, of course. The really interesting thing on the vote is when is it going to come? We were expecting it around now, frankly, in the biggest territories, the UK and the US 
but it's been delayed into next year. Uh, so uh, at the moment, it's looking like February, March could be the time for these votes. They haven't yet got all the details pinned down, and it's proving very complex. That's the FT's U.S. accounting editor, Stephen Foley. Europe has been a hub of combustion car engine production for decades, but the industry is shifting to electric vehicles, and China is taking over. By 2031, China is projected to have more battery production capacity in Europe than any other country. That's according to an analysis by data provider Benchmark Minerals. But industry executives and policymakers are worried about relying more on Chinese technology as geopolitical tensions heat up. An EU official told the FT that ongoing conflicts with Russia and China will push Europe to be more independent on EV battery sourcing in the future. The pandemic changed the rules around work and started a conversation about alternatives to the traditional office job. One of those alternatives is a four-day work week where people work one fewer day without making any less money. A nonprofit in New Zealand wanted to put that idea to the test. They organized a global pilot program this year, and the FT's Working It podcast tagged along with four UK companies involved in it. Here to discuss what they found is Working It host Isabel Burke. She's also the FT's Work and Careers editor. Hi, Isabel. Hi, Mark. So, Isabel, why is the idea of a four day work week becoming more popular now? It's a kind of zeitgeisty thing. You know, we're at this post-pandemic moment. People are rethinking their lives. The idea of flexible and hybrid working is uppermost in a lot of, certainly a lot of office workers' minds. And from the business's point of view, a lot of people have got retention issues. You know, staff are leaving that they don't want to leave. And the idea of having something novel that you could offer to new recruits is something that's very appealing to businesses, particularly younger kind of startup tech type businesses. So we're at a particular moment in the business cycle, I think, and in our cycle as human beings as we come out of the pandemic that makes this really appealing. Right. I mean, that makes sense. So what else did you find in terms of the benefits of a four-day work week? There were loads, many more than I'd expected, actually. And the one that I hadn't expected was that loads of meetings get cancelled, which a lot of people would be excited to hear. Other benefits include people feel more relaxed, they feel more engaged when they are at work. It's a lot of work to put in place, but, you know, there are huge benefits, I think, on both sides. Now, in addition to that, I understand there's an argument for it being more productive in some ways. What did you hear from some of the businesses you followed? Yes, exactly. So particularly from the business leader's point of view, that's really positive. So this is Banks Benitez, who's CEO of Uncharted. It's a company that supports entrepreneurs. And he ran a three-month pilot in 2020 after seeing his team burn out at the start of the pandemic. And this is what he found. Switching to a four-day work week is going to reveal the inefficiencies in your business. It's going to reveal the blind spots that you have as leaders. It's going to reveal these subterranean beliefs in your culture that you can do it all. So as Banks says there, you know, some of the drawbacks are that if you aren't efficient as a company in terms of your admin and your project management is going to be a problem. For example, one company we talked to spent several months just getting ready for the four-day week because you need to make sure someone's covering the clients or the project every day. I see. So it sounds like they needed to do more preparation for a four-day work week than they would for a five. Um, what are some of the other drawbacks? I understand that a fish and chips shop that you followed for this series ran into some issues too. 
So I think some of the companies did find that some work fell by the wayside and actually some of them only offered the fifth day off if they reached certain productivity or retention targets for clients. And the other big issue, which I hadn't thought about and really came as a surprise, was that some people were looking for other jobs on their fifth day or a paid side hustle. And here's Luke Platten. He's the owner of the fish and chip shop that we followed. We've had team members that have gone off, thought, ah, this is fantastic. I can go get a second job. And suddenly it's like, hang on a minute. I understand the reasons why you're doing that, but are you then feeling refreshed at the end of it? And they're not. They're coming in that absolutely knackered. The whole point of the fifth day off is to make you feel refreshed, especially with these jobs when you're on your feet all day. But as we head into a recession and, you know, hard economic times, I do wonder how many people doing four-day weeks will seek to earn more money on their fifth day. So what do you think, Isabel? We've laid out the pros and the cons. Does the four-day work week have any real chance of taking off? I think it's easier for some companies than others. You know, obviously office-based work is easier than shift and hospitality work, but our fish and chip shop is going ahead with the trial. You know, they're going to make that permanent. So it is possible. And some big companies are starting to trial the four-day week. Unilever is trialling it for 18 months in Australia, having done it successfully in New Zealand. So I think we'll start to see these things fan out across the world, whether or not it takes off in America, where the work culture is perhaps quite different from that in the UK, Europe and Australia. I think that's another question mark. That's Isabel Burke. She's the FT's Work and Careers editor and the host of the FT's Working It podcast. You can hear the first two episodes of Working It's series on the four-day work week. We'll have that link in the show notes. Thank you, Isabel. Thank you, Mark. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.